Welcome to a podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Jeff, I have a UPS tracking number I've been following today. Oh yeah, and what's that? We have, don't tell anybody, but we have a ton of gifts for all our uh, guests, contestants in season one. And really don't say this, but season two's got surprises coming to my front doorstep tomorrow. Ooh, what'd you get me? <laughs> if I told you, I'd have to kill you, man. This is true. This is true. Not much in the news this week. You and I have been busy cranking out episodes. Can't wait to share those with the rest of the world. All I saw was they're selling some Moth into Flame artwork. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it briefly. Do you know the artist Wolf Skull Jack? I feel like the name sounds familiar, but I couldn't pinpoint anything specifically. It's some gal that actually has a wolf. So, of wolf and woman. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, tonight we're talking to a black ticket holder. Remember that uh, all access, not all access, but here's your season pass to come to as many shows as you want and put 40,000 miles on your car like a crazy person. I do recall. I wish I would have gotten it, but maybe next time. This person has seen 33 of the 35 North American arena shows. Wow, that's some serious miles. That's a lot of uh, supercharging at the Tesla station. Before we get to that, uh, last week we got lucky. Maybe we weren't doing something right. We didn't have any hate mail, but this week we have two haters to deal with. Time to bring in the hate train. Should we hop on the rails? Let's do it. Here we go. Rick Capel, Richmond, Virginia. Hey, guys, Dallas Cowboys are a joke. Interesting. <laughs> always have been in the last 20 years and always will be. America's team, my ass. They were real when they had Aikman, Andy. I think he's referring to Andy Castle from To Live Us to DFW. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, the Aikman era, that 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 was the dynasty era. I mean, Aikman, Emmett, uh, Michael Irwin. Yep. Great lineup. Number 88 and Jimmy Johnson. Yes, sir. How about them Cowboys? He's, so he's ripping on Andy. How anyone supports the billionaire joke now is fucked up. His exact words. Almost as bad as Shane's Vikings and 49ers, St. Anger crushes hard Rick. All right. Is that your kind of guy, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's throwing shade at the Vikings. I mean, I'm a Vikings fan too there, uh, Rick, so don't, don't come at it too hard. But St. Anger definitely crushes hard. We can agree on that. You're making friends quickly with this St. Anger bit, you know that? You know, I feel like ever since we've done this show, the St. Anger fans are starting to come out of the woodwork. I'm like the new messiah for St. Anger. I am paving the way of letting everyone know it's okay to admit that you like St. Anger. You're kind of starting like a crushing Red Fist messiah club. There we go. You should get a Red Fist tattooed. I don't know about that. Well, if you're that passionate about something, you should have it for life. This is true. Maybe I'll buy a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Letter number two uh, comes from Biloxi, Mississippi. I'm surprised he has time to write to us. There's a hurricane there as we're recording right now. It's a little windy. A little wet. A little sap. <laughs> Real full. Lots of sap. A lot of sap in here. Mm. Looks great. Little full. A lot of sap. 
Hello, podcasters for all gents. That's the first time we've been called gentlemen. Okay. Bread fan. Oh, God. Yes. Bread, I already like where this is going. Bread fan isn't a Metallica song, so how can you like it so much, Shane? I'm with Jeff that it can be a closer, but saw them many times in the mid to late 90s, and they opened with it two-thirds of the time. Love your name that low man section. Would love to give it a shot soon. Jeff. And his name is Jeff, so you're in love with all these haters. I mean, what can I say? It's a great name. <laughs> two-thirds of the time they opened it within the 90s. That's that's pretty true. That reload tour they kicked off with it, and a lot of that 94, 95 in the sheds, that was the opener. That's probably why he doesn't like it as an opener, is he got sick of it and realized there's so many better songs than a cover song to open. Okay, if you're going to open with a cover song, let's say we're going on stage in five minutes, what's it going to be? You're writing the set list in an emergency. It's electric. What? I don't know. You said cover song. What's the first song it's going to be? That's the first one that came to mind. Okay. I mean, just think about it for a second. Barely anybody would know it, but coming out of ecstasy into that, that's a badass jam to open up a show with. One, two, three, four. Okay, I can see where you're coming from, but it's still no bread fan. I mean, it doesn't have the you know magnitude that bread fan has, but I like the song better. Well, leave it to Breadfan, St. Anger, the Dallas Cowboys, and a little Vikings chat. We can send the hate train down the tracks and get on with the show. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Like I said before, our guest comes from, I didn't tell you where she's from, New York City. She's seen 33 of 35 North American arena shows, and I believe she's seen somewhere in the range of 70 total shows. Whew, those are some serious numbers. She goes by the nickname of Dorkzilla, but most Metallica fans know that she is from the Sarah van. We're going to talk about the van a little bit with everyone that's been in her van, her car, her her tour sled. We welcome you from New York City, Miss Sarah Sobek. What's up, Miss Sobek? Hey, guys. How are you? We're good. How are you doing? Oh, good. It's actually really cool here tonight, so I'm not like having hot flashes or anything so <laughs> are you right in the city sarah or you're uh um, on the outskirts yeah i'm like 45 miles north okay like white plains area a little bit more north like uh dutchess county dutchess county yeah can you hop on the train and get to town from there yeah i, I when i was commuting into manhattan every day i there's a train 6 miles from my house and it was a direct ride i only had one stop so I'd get to Grand Central, be an, it, take an hour and 20 minutes on a train because it goes really slow. But but it's an easy, easy ride. So it's not like you're driving down to Times Square and parking the Saravan for $85 a day. And I did that once, and it took me like six hours. I will never do that again. How many people own a car in, in your part of the world? Um, well, where I live, I live a little more in the country, so everybody has cars up here. I'm talking like Manhattan, New York, Times Square. I don't think, well, most people don't drive. If they have a car, they have to put it in a garage, and garages are really expensive, so it's probably not even worth it to have it. Jeff, no SRT Neons or BMWs in New York, dude. You're just, you're you're on the train. Yeah, or a taxi. You know, before I bought a house, I was looking at houses on Zillow, and just for the hell of it, 
I decided to go right to Manhattan looking at houses that were basically like right next to like Central Park. And I couldn't believe there was like it was it looked like a rundown building. I mean, it was falling apart. And the price? I think it was just under six million. Oh my gosh. Oh, starter home. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I know I know New York's expensive, but wow, I just and like mm-hmm. you see it from the outside and it's I mean, I get it. It's it's New York, but wow. And <laughs> that's that probably all I had to say. That probably doesn't even include like the property tax or anything. That's just the Ugh, I can't imagine. I know. I was speechless when I saw that. So Sarah, people know you by the Sarah Van on the mm-hmm. North American tour. Explain the explain the van to us. Um, well, so it started during the first leg, um, right around the name started around like the second show, like Minneapolis. Um, I did a, I was doing an episode of the metal tales from the road with metal up your podcast. Nice. And so, and I did the first show I did Madison. So when I was talking to them the day after about the Madison show and I said, we have like three minivans, there's like 12 of us caravanning together. So I don't remember if it was Clint or Ethan, but they said, oh, Sarah's caravan. And then they're like, oh, let's just call it the Sarah van. That's like, so cool. Yeah. Is that so the same time? Kinda, Sorry, go ahead. It just kind of stuck after that. Is that the same time that uh, Metal Up Your Podcast started the Metal Tales? Yeah, I was the very first one. You were the inaugural mm-hmm. victim. Yeah. Very cool. Who, who, for the most part, has been in that van? Oh my gosh. So the original van, Camilla, who you guys interviewed a few episodes ago, Camilla was in the original one. Um, the Vikings, you know, Glenn and Ula from Norway, the Swedes, um, Eric, Paula, Oscar, and Simon, and uh, Keith, Joe, Aaron. So you, I think you've interviewed Aaron. Um, who else was in there? Beck from uh, Australia. Whole whole sling of people. Yeah. How about how about a guy named Pete? Oh, and Pete. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's tell the I audience. Let's tell the audience who Pete is. Pete's my husband of twenty one years. <laughs> oh, you can't forget about Pete. That'd be like me playing five hundred plus shows with Jeff. Going, yeah, I play with Chris and Mike, and yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I oh yeah, out. and Jeff. 21 years, I bet that's flown by. Crazy. I can't believe I met him. I was only, I don't remember if I was 19 or 20. And now I'm 43. Hey, age is just a number, right? Yeah. You're as old as you feel. Yeah. So in that case, I feel 43 right now. Yeah, I feel maybe a little older sometimes. <laughs> 43 years old and you've seen 70 plus Metallica shows. That that tells us you're you're living the good life. Well, and I didn't start until 2008. Wow. Yeah. Have you kept track of the mileage? Um, yeah, how many miles does the van currently have on well, it? Well, that didn't really start until the um, we got the black tickets. But uh, the very first show I went to was in Oakland, California. Cause I'm originally from California. Okay. And it was in December 2008. Death Magnetic Arena show? Yeah. That was my first. Very cool. So, 08, 73 shows in 12 years. Boy, that's cranking them out. Mm-hmm. Well, the, with the black ticket hitting 33 in six months, that was pretty, pretty hardcore. 33 shows in six months. Did it ever get old? No. You know what? The only thing that got old was um, me. 
just because I was getting tired. And and at first, we the plan was to be on the rail every night. So it was being waiting all day in line wow. and be on the rail. That like was hard. You probably spent more time waiting in line for the rail than you did in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you line up at nine, ten in the morning every day? Uh, no, like five in the morning. Like, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> That's some yeah. serious commitment. I yeah. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> yeah, so like toward the end I was like, Oh, I just I'm just gonna stand back by the soundboard because I just can't I can't do it anymore. Keep in mind doors on that tour usually didn't open till six thirty mm-hmm. PM. Yeah. There's not many things <laughs> in the world that I think I would wait that long in line for. That's that's impressive. Well, you know the beauty of the line. Is that's where you meet most of your friends. Yeah. So the Cervan pretty much consisted of Joe Pacella, Aaron Ginther, the Vikings, Camilla, Eric, Paula, oh, and your husband, Pete. <laughs> yeah. And then, then in between, we I think that we did caravanning probably at least three legs of the tour where we just drove. Like we flew to the other ones, like the other two legs. Um but for the three legs, it was very interchangeable. There was many different people in and out. Yeah, That is most impressive. Well, Sarah, on uh, in Podcast for All, you, the fan, drive the discussion and decide the topics. What do you what do you feel like chatting about tonight? Do um, you guys feel like talking about Beverly Hills 90210? <laughs> wow. I've never expected to hear that. Have to. I'm just I love I just television. Let's whatever, <laughs> whatever we, you want we, to talk about. Jeff knows a lot more 90210 than uh, I'm guessing I do. We don't have to talk about it, but that's my favorite TV show. In case anybody was ever wondering, my favorite TV show in the whole wide world. Good to know. You heard yeah. it here first. Is there yeah. anything Metallica wise you want to talk about, Miss Sober? Um, yeah. So actually, you know, I've been uh, Pete and I are doing this um, thing with the Saravan where we're going to be t- kind of touring on our own. And just visiting other Metallica fans. So non-Metallica shows in the COVID world and you're going to go around visiting everyone you've met from the past. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, not everyone is, I know everyone's kind of scared, but, you know, we're trying to be as cautious as possible and people need to interact during these times or people will go crazy. So we just want to, we're able to do that because I can work from home and basically just hit the road anytime. So, and you know, with, um, I don't know if you know our backstory, but, uh, you Please know, tell us. In, yeah. So Pete was in a motorcycle accident in 2005 and he has frontal lobe brain damage where he, he had a traumatic brain injury and it injured like where his emotions and personality and all that kind of feelings are. So this is an old five. Was that, California or New York? Yeah, in Cal- in California. Okay. So we, um, he was like, I don't mean to make like light of it. It was like a really serious accident. Like he was helicoptered. They told me he wasn't going to survive. Wow. Um, he was in the hospital for three months. He was in a coma. They said once he woke up, they said he was never going to walk again. Like it was a really, really bad accident. But it, when I think about it now, it was like he was literally like the guy from the one video. 
like in our house. Interesting. He was in a hospital bed and he like couldn't move. And he was so just like traumatized and depressed. He was like, wished he was dead. But wow. there was nothing he could do. Like he couldn't do it himself, even if he wanted to. So I suppose that song and video really hit home during that time period. Yeah. Well, and I didn't know because I was not a Metallica fan. Oh, at the time? Yeah. Yeah, she was watching 90210. <laughs> yeah. In all seriousness, boy, if if you get if you get taken from any accident saying the helicopter, that's that's as serious as it gets. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um so for three years after his accident, he lived in a hospital bed in our living room. And he couldn't walk, he couldn't do anything. And I'm guessing you're a primary caretaker. Yeah, so all of a sudden, um, Metallica was doing the uh, the Death Magnetic tour in 08, and I had to work all the time. So he saw on TV that they were coming to Oakland, which at the time was the closest town near us. We were in Sacramento. Okay. And um, he said to me, I want to go see Metallica. And that was literally like the first thing to ever motivate him to get out of the bed. Wow. And I said, okay, you know, I wasn't really a fan. And I was like, Metallica, it is. I'll take you wherever you want to go. Whatever it takes. What'd you listen to before Metallica, Sarah? Uh, My favorite in the whole world, Huey Lewis in the News. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Our our singer would love you. That's probably like his favorite band in the world. (laughs) My favorite band in the whole world. Chris talks about Huey probably on a daily basis when we're on the road, Jeff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean... He loves Avenged Sevenfold, but you get him talking about Huey Lewis, and I mean, that's that's his favorite band. Every time he sound checks his clean sound, it's always that Huey. What song is that? Uh, da, 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 whoa! What, I, what's the name of that song? I can't remember. <laughs> Come on, Sarah. You know, when we get to this part of the show where I have to guess things, I'm going to be horrible just to let you know. <laughs> You're going to be great. We're trying to name a Huey Lewis tune right now. Yeah, I can't do anything. Like I. As much as I love Huey Lewis, I'm not the kind of fan that. Um, I think like, it's Heart and Soul. I think that's the song he plays. That's a good song. I don't. I don't know catalogs. Like I don't know what songs on what album. I don't know. Um, oh, I don't gonna, know all this. I don't know. There's so much stuff I don't know. I just like the way music makes me feel. You're gonna be fine later when we get to name that low man's lyric. So, so Pete's in a bed in in your guys' home. I take it. Yeah. And the first thing he's motivated to get out of the bed for is a Metallica show. Yeah, Metallica. Amazing. How much physical therapy was involved as well? Um, Still. Still to this day. Okay. Yeah. Um, but actually, um, at first, he wouldn't even go to the hospital. He didn't, you know, he didn't want help. He didn't care. He was like, I don't want anyone in my house. I'm not going to the doctor. I don't. Just let me die. Like, I don't care. And then once that happened, he actually started doing it himself in the house. Like I'd be at work and we had this trapeze thing on his bed. He'd start like being able to reach the trapeze, pull himself out of bed, like slowly each day a little bit more. Wow. Yeah. How long before the show in Oakland did he tell you, hey, this is my motivation. I'm, we're going to try to go see them. One day I came home from work and he says, I have a surprise for you. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because the whole time I never like slept in our bed. Like we just got a brand new bed. We'd been married like five years. We just got a whole brand new bedroom set, bedroom set and I never slept in it. I slept in the couch next to him on his bed. And I came home from work and he said, I have a surprise for you. And he, he got out of the bed and he walked 
to the wall all by himself. Wow. Milestone. Yeah. yeah. That had to be a pretty amazing moment. Yeah. And, and you it- see them. So like you see, he's like a miracle. Like there's no limp. There's nothing. Absolutely. I, mm-hmm. You wouldn't. You couldn't even tell. Yeah. You couldn't even tell. So a couple times out of the house and then it's time to go to Oracle Arena. Yeah. Well, and I, well, I told him at first, I said, cause he wanted to go on the rail, which I didn't know what any of that was. Wow. I'm like, okay, whatever that means. And he says, no, we're going to be like on the floor. He's like trying to explain to me. I've never been to a concert before. And, um, Oh, that was your first concert too. It was my first like real, he says it's my first real concert. Like I went to Kenny Loggins and he 1985. says, <laughs> Hey, K-Log. <laughs> yeah. I went to Kenny Loggins in 1985 Pizza, and that didn't Rick, count. Yeah, and I saw Rick Springfield in. Um, what? Those are great shows. But they were in like the ballroom of a hotel. That's classic, though. So yeah. he's like, he says, that's not a real concert. <laughs> oh, it doesn't need to be an arena to be a real concert. No. So I never experienced anything like that before. So he's like, we're going to be there. And I said, how am I supposed to get your wheelchair and then your walk? Because he had a walker and a wheelchair. And I was like, how am I supposed to get all that stuff down there? And he's like, I won't, I won't use it. I promise I won't, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be, I'm going to do it. The power of Metallica is keeping him standing. I was going to say, talk yeah. about motivation from, I don't even know how to say it from 24 seven in a bed to, I, not only do I want to go to the show, but I want to be on the rail front row want to be on the rail in an arena show standing the whole time. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And I take it. You did it. He did it. We did it. And, and that was the day, like not just for him, but my life changed. Because that was oh, my bet. first my first show, and I just felt like this magic when I was there. And I was like, I have to keep doing this. Like, not just for him. I mean, obviously for him, because he was motivated and every day was getting better and wanting to go to more stuff. But I was like, I need this. Like, this is the best thing ever. Need to feel alive at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then after that, I was like, okay, next they're going to be in San Jose. Then they're going to be in Sacramento. Then they're going to be in Fresno. And then we went to the veterans um, in Marin County. Yep. Um, I think that's all we did in California that year. And then I won tickets to the Fillmore. But you pumped them out just like that after the Oracle? Yep. And then I, I won tickets to the Fillmore for night three. Nice. And then, and then it was Orion after that was the next one. That's when you start putting on some miles and really leaving the state and traveling. Yeah. So that was the first time I think going to, we were still living in California and we flew to New Jersey. Uh, Atlantic City, Orion? Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, you got to hear Escape. Yeah. And that's where I met uh, Aaron. <laughs> I met Aaron was my first Metallica friend. I met him in the snake pit um, night one. Oh, so cool. Mm-hmm. One night was Black Elman entirety. The other night was Ride the Lightning. Not a bad weekend. I don't Jeff. remember which night was. I think I got Ride the Lightning night. It's definitely the yeah. night See, I'm I would I'm not even wanted. good at the shows I went to. Yeah. Say that again. Shows I went to. <laughs> what songs were played. 73. That's that's quite the catalog, Sarah. That's an amazing story. What what a motivator for you and Pete and kind of a new chapter for you guys. Yeah. So we, we're doing this, the Sarah van, because we went to visit Aaron during the summer. And over the Black Ticket Tour, I noticed... Pete's behaviors changing and getting better and normal and comfortable in his own skin and being around people. And it was this, the family, the Metallica family bringing it out in him. So I was like, I wanted to hopefully go to more concerts, but we can't go to any more concerts right now. So when we went to visit Aaron, 
we went there for like a week and a half and he was acting like that again. And I said, well, it's just, if the family just brings him out, I'm going to, whatever I have to do to keep the progress. Sure. Whatever you have to do to get out of the house and stay active yeah. and put some miles on. Yep. And not go crazy in this house. I think when we had Aaron Ginther on, Jeff, we had more vacation and Chevy Chase clips than we had that Metallica. That was such a great conversation. <laughs> you want to, you know, Aaron also <laughs> is a bad, in, bad influence on me. Because? <laughs> Whoa. He gave me my first one and then I went and down a rabbit started. hole. Yeah. For everyone listening, we're on squadcast.fm video conference. Sarah just turned her computer around and she has about <laughs> 4,000 Funko Pops. On her, it's all uh, Aaron's fault. He got you started on that. He did the same thing with us, Jeff. He turned his yeah, camera on. I think he does have about 4,000. <laughs> yeah, I have like, no, I maybe have like, he has like four. Yeah, but I have like 20. There's a good amount 20. up there, that's for sure. But, oh, but two of them are. Yeah, I bet you could use a cool one, huh? Now you're talking. Yes, Clark and cousin Eddie. Wow. No Shitter way. <laughs> a Clark and Eddie. I didn't even know they had those. I have yeah. one Funko Pop, and that's it, and it's Kirk Hammett. Oh, I don't even have my Metallica ones up there. Kirk that's the just my, my other favorite thing in the world, Back yeah. to oh, the yes. Future. Oh, yeah. very cool. So that's like every single Back to the Future Funko Pop that's I've, come out. Or um, Back to the Future has got to be one of the best all-american movie franchises of all time it's either back to the future or rocky in my opinion for the best franchise but yeah back to the future holds a special place in my heart hey kid what'd you do jump ship that is so cool i also remember when aaron said here's my four thousand funko pops and then he said oh by the way about 90 percent of them are signed too yeah yeah none of mine are signed you gotta go go find chevy chase or randy quaid and get one of them to sign it i met metallica uh once like the whole band and it didn't even occur to me to have them sign something. <laughs> Where was that at, Sarah? At Webster Hall. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about this. You have to tell us that story. <laughs> this is before I even met you on the rail. I saw the yeah. the story of you, and I'm like, how did she get this opportunity? It was like just, um, I, it was a fluke. I didn't, I don't think I got picked or won. I didn't definitely didn't win anything. Um. Pete just texted me. Sorry. I have to like. No problem. He's like, how how long does this thing go on? As long as you want it to. <laughs> Four hours. It can be as short or as long as you want it to be. And I'm hitting the drums as hard as I can and so forth. And, you know. Hello, that's the phone ringing here. <laughs> um. So when Pete and I first, you know, I was telling you when we were in California, we were trying to go to all these Metallica shows and then there was a time where there wasn't a lot and then we were going to move to New York. So I said, you know, when I started noticing that how he's getting happier and stuff, going to the shows and being around people, I said, once we get to New York, we need to start a chapter. So we started the New York attitude chapter. We've heard of that. And, Very cool. Oh, Pete's here. Oh, we have a special guest. Hey, we come in. There he is. Hey, Hey, <laughs> don't be scared, brother. Come on in. Hey, say hi. <laughs> this tv it's not live but it's it's a podcast it's like they're gonna post it later we can just see each other but it's just the audio this is jeff hey how's this going? is jeff and this Hello, is jeff. You, you know shane hi jeff shane is pete wearing a blackened hat 
Are you wearing black? Yeah, he's wearing a blackened hat. Oh, very cool. Pete, did you just drink some blackened? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, show him no. your tattoo. What? Um, the slant sanitarium. I, I, I'm wearing a shirt. Oh, he's wearing a shirt. A sanitarium tattoo? Yeah. What's it consist of? I was it, getting. It's uh, like a sanitarium. Uh, it's like a guy. There's a guy in a. I didn't um, know this was going on. There's a. He he just saw my punk Funko Pops for the first time. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Busted. He doesn't come in my office very often. Is he looking yeah, at like the? <laughs> <laughs> she just got busted, dude. I just got busted. What is this? It's all about the Clark Griswold, the Randy Quaid <laughs> Funkos. Oh, and my my Daniel Larusso and Johnny. <laughs> That's cool. This just went up, Daniel Larusso. I'm guessing, right? Um. Well, no, it's been up there for a couple weeks. Jeff, what's your favorite Karate Kid quote? Oh, I don't know. I uh, wow. Holy shit! <laughs> all I know is I need to start watching Cobra Kai. I came up to get these window stickers. Oh, I need to see that show. That's great. Oh, it's so good. I haven't started it yet. It. I'm going to watch it soon. Here, just show him the front part of your tattoo. Paint the fence. Oh, he's gonna, Pete's going to change his shirt in a little bit and come back and show you his tattoos. All right, Pete's going to have a costume change. We'll have him back yeah. in 10 minutes. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, Pete, go do your costume change and yeah, come back. Your wardrobe change and come back. Bring back something fun. <laughs> Bring your wife something to eat. Bring me some water. The voice is getting dry. <laughs> <laughs> the last time we had a guest pop in with that, it was Aaron Ginther's daughter, Kendalyn. Well, through all your travel, Sarah, and all the people and all and all the miles, I think we should kind of get away to the I Disappear Desert and let's go through your top five stranded songs in the in the middle of that I Disappear Plateau. Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of nervous because I'm not your typical Metallica fan. I think you've That's realized right. that already. I'm not a typical Metallica fan either. So, so none my, of us are typical. We're all special. Yeah. I have my top five, and then I have a little asterisk because I didn't know if I'm allowed to include a cover. Well, oh, we got Pete. Oh, Pete's back. Pete. Is that Just in crowbar? time. Cause I wasn't ready. I brought fireworks. Oh God, he brought fireworks as a surprise. She said, "Bring something fun." <laughs> I love fireworks. <laughs> Fun. He brought pyrotechnics to the podcast interview. Let's I love some it. shit up. Yeah. See what I have to deal with. Okay, let's let's go over this camera. tab here. I don't know how you. Okay, let me go this way a little. What's up, dude? So this here's like a guy getting electroshock therapy. Wow, that is super detailed. Yeah. Oh, and his artist is Megan Jean Morris. If anybody ever needs a tattoo, she's like the greatest artist ever. She almost makes me want to get a tattoo. So, yeah, go uh, higher on the arm where we here? where we started. Yeah, yeah, down here. Babe. Does the like top that. person have a pentagram? Oh yeah, so he has the anthrax symbol in her. Um... Oh, cool. Look at the detail in that in the hair there, Jeff. Yeah, I know it's incredibly um, detailed. I don't know how to. It looks like a picture. Pete, how long did that take? Um, we're not light, light people. He said, "How long did this one take? Like three days." Uh, three days. And it's like three full days. Like she worked on him like, like eight 12 to five hours nonstop. I might need that's to make incredible. a trip to her because I want to get some detailed work done. And that's truly amazing. And I want to do it. I like yeah, how it's, it's like, you know, wow. black and white and, you know, shaded the way it is. It just, it, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, she's so good. She makes me want to get a tattoo. So and you know what? Bank. He falls asleep while she's doing this. <laughs> what? He falls asleep. Wow. What a guy. Yeah. So that's the oh. sanitarium. Yeah, and this sleeve over here that she's doing, um, she's only worked what on it. She's been working on it, what, two days? And um, so this is kind of like the decay of society. So oh. you got like burning money, a homeless man with a dog, a businessman ignoring him. Um, Sounds like something you'd see in Times Square. A, a little baby living in filth and starving and crying and hungry. Um, wow. Like, That's yeah. some serious ink. Yeah. I like the sanitarium. I like how you titled it sanitarium. Yeah, This is her... The artist version of the sanitarium that's being sung about. Yeah. So then there's a guy in the straight jacket here. And then it, and it's carved in his walls, leave me be. Wow. It's cool incorporating a song into a picture-esque art. A yeah. Full art. art. You know, sleeve is what it is. I mean, that's very cool. Right. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. So maybe when our singer forgets the lyrics, he should just tattoo him down his arm and then he's got him ready to... Oh, and the graveyard. I don't know if they saw the graveyard scene. Yeah, There's a whole the graveyard inside. scene on the inside. Saw that. That's beautiful. So it's basically like the whole um, life of being in the sanitarium and then dying. And You need the other four verses. <laughs> yeah. He said, that's what my back is for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next song after that? Disposable Heroes? Okay, here we go. <laughs> so... Very cool, Pete. Thanks for showing us, man. That's cool. All right, Sarah, should we go back to the I Despair Desert? Oh, my list. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm telling them my songs, baby. Oh. Okay, so I have five Metallica songs. And you said you had had an asterisk for one of them. For one of them, because I didn't know if I could have a cover. Oh, absolutely. I have a cover, like, as my sixth one, I guess. Yeah, I have a cover in my top five. Okay. Or my Island 5, I should say. I love it. So mine are uh, Fade to Black. All right. We have that about every other week, Jeff. Yes, we do. See, I'm not the only one. Um, (laughs) No Leaf Clover. Yes. Nice. Uh, Sanitarium. Now I have to ask you. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Clover S&M 1 or Clover S&M 2 now? Well, I've got to say 2 just because I was there. I wasn't at 1. Fair so enough. there's a you know an attachment and feelings from being there. Totally get it. Yeah. Um, then I have did I say sanitarium? Um, oh, I'm on hero of the day. Well, you should say sanitarium when it's all over your husband. Yeah. <laughs> hero of the day. I don't think we've had yeah, that I have one. Hero yet. of the day. Wow. Um, and now that we're dead. I like yes, it. Yes, I love that song. And my asterisk is whiskey. Okay. I don't I don't think we we've had, had whiskey, Jeff. We haven't had whiskey, we haven't had dead, we haven't had Hero. Was, Hero, yeah. See, I'm unique, That's baby. A great list. Fade, Clover from Two, Sanitarium, Hero of the Day, Now That We're Dead. And just like Jeff used to have a volleyball song stranded on the island, Whiskey in the Jar. Mm-hmm. That's solid. And it's the whiskey in the jar version from Webster Hall because um James dedicated it to Pete. Right when really? right when Pete walked in, that's an amazing list. Right when Pete walked in, you were telling us about Webster Hall. Give us the uh, give us the abbreviated version of that, Sarah. Oh. 
Yes, yeah, so so abbreviate. <laughs> you like it? I'm I suck at abbreviated versions. I could talk forever. Um, so I I I previewed the record with the press. I went to Electric Lady Studio. I I listened to the record. Um, wow. Before it was released to the world, and uh, this is when they had that promo week in New York City. Yeah. Okay. So I got an email from the club just saying, Hey, can you help us out with something? I had no idea what it was. So I thought maybe I was going to sell merch, help, you know, with merch or something like that. But then they took me to the studio. I listened to the album. I wrote a review of the album. Cool. For So What? And then after, um, I went out and had some, a beer at a bar. I watched a soccer game and some wings with Stefan. And then um, he says, hey, um, let's go to the show. And I'm like, okay. So I go backstage. And as I walk in there, um, what's it called? I, they were like practicing for the show. What's the oh, sound check? They're doing sound check. Oh, okay. Um, and it was just me. Nobody in else in the building. Doing, except Jim Brewer was in there and like their camera guys and their crew people. Sure. It's just me. So you're standing like in the middle of an open floor in Webster Hall going, yeah. oh, wow. Going like, I don't deserve this. And like, I have, I have like a little bit of a guilt thing where I don't feel like I'm Metallica's biggest fan. So I don't feel like I deserve that kind of thing. So you don't have to be Metallica's biggest fan, quote unquote, mm-hmm. to get something special like that. Hey, you're se- a fan. 73 yeah. shows. Yeah. If, if you're a fan, you're a fan. It doesn't matter if you've seen them once or you've seen them a thousand times. It's about how, you know, the, the connection you make with their music. Yeah, exactly. Like, I love the music. I don't know much. Honestly, I don't really know a lot about the band themselves. I don't know the, like I said, I don't know what songs on what record. I just know when I listen to a song, like, I really like this song. I like how it makes me feel. I like, you know, everything day, it does. That's all that me. matters. It's not about the number of shows. Mm-hmm. It's about just how you connect with their music. And so then after that, I got to watch the show from backstage. And then I wrote another article for, so what about basically what goes on behind the scenes. So you've got two articles and so what so far. So what's <laughs> I'm impressed. That's awesome, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. So that was my, my web store. And then James, I spoke to him for like a half hour and I told him all about Pete and then um, when I went out there, when he went out there and they were doing the encore and he was about to sing whiskey and he says, where's Pete? He said, this one's for you. Wow. I remember that footage now. It all makes sense. That is so yeah. cool. When you, when you were the only one in their sound check and what, what were they playing? What were they working on? Everything. Uh, everything. So she I got a whole concert. I got a whole concert, but I, apparently it doesn't count on my list of concerts. Oh, that I don't can, know, there's like rules. for uh, what that, can, that can count <laughs> kind of. Maybe, maybe, so maybe I've been to like 75. Maybe and, and a half. Seven, 74 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so I went in there and um, they let me. So Lars asked me to play his drums. And I was like, uh, I don't want to touch your drums. Like they're already in place. I'm going to trip. I'm going to knock them over. I don't want to touch He's like, that's all right. Drums. I have a tech that will take care of that. <laughs> don't make Jimmy do any more work. Uh-huh. So then instead they just pulled me up on stage and I sat in front of the drums and they sang fade to black. So you're sitting on Lars's riser with the four of them just playing fade with nobody else in the room. Mm -hmm. And then I did the biggest like Metallica fangirl stupid thing ever. 
James threw his pick on the stage and I dove for it. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, why am I diving? I'm the only one. Yeah, here. I looked up and I'm like, my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the show where they debuted Moth? Um, yeah, it, it, I think it was. It was one of those promos, I think. See, this is, I can't answer any questions. I don't remember the set list. I don't remember. I I feel like they, did they do Orion? I feel like they did Orion. There was just so much excitement. Because it was on, um, it was on the day of Cliff's death. Yes, I remember the footage. Now, are you familiar with that, Jeff? I feel like they did Orion, but I honestly couldn't tell you. I just, I don't know set list. I don't know. I mean, we could. I'm pretty sure they opened with Brett Fan, though. <laughs> well, they did. I guess this interview is over. Thank you. No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> Jeff. It strikes again, Sarah. That's if anything you remember from Setless, that's the most important <laughs> thing that they opened with the best song possible. You know, she remembers Setless enough to where she can remember so Fred funny. Fan. Well, you know, I only remember that because of, I think the show we went to in Oakland, they might have played Bread Fan, and I didn't know. Um, this is so apparently funny. it was a big deal then because they weren't playing it that often. They've played it more since then. This is so funny. I'm actually getting out the Google machine looking up the set list. <laughs> she doesn't remember Martha or Ryan, but Jeff, we got Bread Fan. <laughs> and I remember whiskey. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm surprised you remember so much from that show because the sound surp- the sound check moment where you're the only one there had to blow away anything that had to do with the show later that night. Yeah, and I... I- I just, I can't believe I remember, like when I wrote my article, Stefan added video footage. I remember that. I remember seeing the the footage of you before I knew who you were. That's that's so cool. And the video footage matched exactly what I wrote. So I was like, I can't believe I remembered it in that detail. That's perfect. Jeff, that's on the set list. Is it Bread Fan? Bread Fan's the opener right into Holier. That's cool. Battery, Harvester, Fade, Moth. It was the live debut. Sad but true. Here you go, Sarah. Orion. I knew it. You know why? I only remember that because during the sound check, I'm pretty sure they practiced it like three or four times because they wanted to nail it. Very cool. Yeah. After Orion, one, Puppets, Bells, Sandman, Whiskey in the Jar, Hardwired, and closed out with Seek. 15 songs for the club show. You know, so she she knew a decent amount of the set. So, I mean... If you can Perfect. remember that much, I'm sure you could name a few songs in our low man's lyric section. I, 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 oh, he's not going to even help me. Let's go right to low man's lyric. What do you think? I think we should do it. Are you ready, Sarah? Oh, Pete, Pete says his fav- five favorites. One of them's low man's That's lyric. That's a great song. I want this. Did Pete just shoot that out or he has a top five he'd like to share? Do you have a top five? Do I have a We'd top five? would love to five? hear it. Yeah, dude. Shoot it. Uh, okay. Let's go sanitarium. Well, you have, you have to have sanitarium, Pete, when it's down your whole arm. That's an important song to me. Sanitarium, <laughs> awesome. Orion. Nice. Uh, Blackened or Harvester. Put them next to each other for a second. Okay. Uh, Low Man's Lyric. Yeah, I love it. And I'm going to say Holier Than Wow, now. that's a great lyric. Uh, that song live is so fun live. Absolutely. Uh, it is so crunchy, and that's a that's a hard song live. People pass over it, but man, 
just think that was supposed to be the single. That's what Bob Rock wanted, Pete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good song. Just having Low Man's lyric in his top five, that just that makes it for me. I love hearing unique songs like that. And then Blackened and Harvester, how do I determine on those two? I don't know. Uh, Is that a coin flipper or a, or a live setting when you choose those? No, actually, actually, probably more weight goes to Blackened. On more days, it's Blackened. Yes. Yeah. My favorite but, song. Uh, Harvester, uh, yeah, that's it's a, it's a fun song, too. But Harvester's so powerful live. That's kind of like holier. Yeah, and if the crowd knows what to do with the pause, man, that's so fun. Yeah, Har- <laughs> Harvester's kind of like one of those sad but true type of songs where it just, you know, has a lot of weight and... A little more weight into yep. it. If you want weight, I'm your fucking guy. So there's Pete's top five: Sanitarium, Orion, Black and Harvester, Coin Toss, Low Man's Lyric, and Good Old Holier Than Thou. Yeah, it's a good top five. That's solid. It's amazing how you go from Low Man's to Holier. Talk about covering the the Metallica globe, the spectrum. Exactly. All right, Sarah. Let's let's jump into some. Uh, since we're talking low man's, let's get into name that low man's lyric slash tune. She's got this. I'm freaking out. <laughs> I'm getting like sweaty. Oh no! That's why. That's why Pete brought you some ice water. He, he did not bring me in. Uh, well, by I the way, oh, he's gonna. He's conveniently gonna leave during. This. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say he'll be standing next to you with some flashcards that have the answers right on it. <laughs> Shane, are you going to start this off, or do you want me to? I'm re- I'm ready. I mean, I I'm probably not going to do well, but you're going to do. F- We're having so much fun. I don't even have it queued up. Give me, give me <laughs> ten seconds here. This is going to be like the tangent city all over the place interview. <laughs> like we're bouncing off the walls. It's going to be a lot of editing to do. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, he'll be fine. You could just leave it raw. Just let people hear what we hear. For I'm fine. <laughs> It'll be the Garage Inc. episode where everything is just raw, straight to the point. All right, Sarah, five songs. You get three strikes. I'm pretty sure you'll get through these five and just and kill it. We'll give you two seconds of a song and you have to name it. Oh, my it. God. You're going to be great. Okay. All right. New York City, Raider Rock. Jeff, I got number one. I got number two. All right, here we go. Walking away from me. <laughs> um, I I know it. Can I tell you the album? No, that's not going to help me. That is not going to help me at all. I know it. I like this couples interview, Jeff. I do too. <laughs> um, don't 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 give up on me yet. Don't give up on me yet. We've got nowhere to be. It's one oh four in the morning, and here we are. I I've heard that song a million times. Yes, you have. <laughs> All our listeners, Jeff, must be like, why do they record in the middle of the night? Because that's that's how rock stars do things. We stay up all yeah. night and we sleep all day. And no, that's the complete opposite of what Shane and I do, actually. <laughs> Just like when Lars wanted to record at midnight for the Black Album. Yeah, that part is true. So we do stay up late, but we also have you know things going on during the day. All right, I, I know Sarah, song. I'm going to give it to you it. again. You want to hear it again? I, I know it. I'm so mad at myself right now. Give her three. Okay, give her three seconds this time. We're gonna play it again. Here we go. It's, I, I'm not gonna get it. This is how my brain works. I'm not gonna get it. 
Well, don't put yourself down already. You, you, <laughs> no, I just know. I know. I'm, I bet you've heard this song 62 times I, live. I'm sure. I'm sure. One more time. <laughs> I, it was right there. It was right on the tip <laughs> of my tongue. It's, I can't do it. This is not, I'm not good at this. Is Pete shaking his head going, oh boy. If he played it for another second, he would have said the first <laughs> word of the song. You might as well now. Baby, why don't you answer it? Like James was about to say, <laughs> Hey. I, I, I knew I knew it. Yeah, I can't do it. It's just my brain doesn't work that way. Your brain's you want work. me to do some trigonometry for you? I can do that for you. Trig? I don't even know how to spell that. Right. We went to public schools. We don't know any of this stuff. You want to know the Pythagorean theorem? Like, <laughs> hey, my dad explains that stuff to me. What are you guys talking about? I didn't. I failed pre-algebra in seventh grade <laughs> three times. I know that song so well, and I'm gonna like be mad at myself all night. It's all good. Let's go to song number. I actually two, Jeff. just wrote those lyrics on our uh, Instagram today. Oh, nice. Yeah. Where I lay my head in New York is home. <laughs> Jeff, you got two? I got number two. Are you ready, Sarah? Oh my God. I, people, you're going to get hate mail about me. No. No. Gonna- no. They <laughs> send in their hatred towards Shane and I, not our guests. It's all about Shane and I. So yeah, if they want to rip on Bread Fan and the Dallas Cowboys. Right. So if you're listening, don't send any hate mail about Sarah. You can direct it all <laughs> towards me. The more hatred, the better. I thrive off of it. Jeff has thick skin. Give me your words. He's laughing. He's laughing hysterically <laughs> over here. I don't even know what you're talking about, but I know what exists. <laughs> I know what he's saying is real. I know these people are out there. Yeah. I think that's just what... <laughs> Dang it. I'm so mad about that song. It's all right. Are you ready for number two? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. it's the same thing's going to happen, though. Just a warning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, remember, it all starts up here. Got to start with a good <laughs> attitude. You got this. Motivation. Was that King Nothing? Yeah. There we go. I got one. <laughs> I got one. That is an awesome reaction. That's... How did I not get wherever I made wrong? That was I got so King genuine. That was the most genuine reaction I've ever seen. That was great. Oh that was God. amazing. I, I got one. That was amazing. <laughs> nice work, Mrs. Sobeck. Thank you. Can we stop? <laughs> can, we, can I end on a high note? <laughs> Can a song go higher than number one? <laughs> it's all right. You only have uh, 30 more to do. Can a song go higher than number one? 30. We're going through the whole catalog. <laughs> Start, song number three, Sarah. Starting with Lulu. Yeah. Is that Brandenburg Gate? <laughs> Jeff's like, what's that? Never heard of it. Number three, Sarah. Here we go. Hardwired. Damn, she's killing it now. She just had to get warmed up a little bit. Yep. <laughs> I can't believe I got that first one wrong. All right, and I didn't even guess the first one. I was like, I'm not going to get it. She gets king and hardwired, but roll. She was just cold in the beginning. That's all. It was. It was my. It was my. You know, Dallas Cowboys pep talk, <laughs> telling her, "Hey, you know, it starts up here in your head. You got this. <laughs> I think. I think you're going to get this one." Okay. She's doing great. She's doing really great. 
Mm-hmm. Even I'm thinking about that right now. He's like humming back there. <laughs> well, it goes right into the solo. It's getting ready to go into the yes, solo. Yes, it is. <laughs> can I can I call it get a lifeline? Phone a friend. <laughs> Phone a friend. Well, you forgot to mention your husband in the intro, so you should probably ask him now. Um. <laughs> Give it to her again, Jeff. Yeah, can you play it again, please? <laughs> Pretty please. I don't know. A little song. A little song. Oh, <laughs> we were about to say the same thing. Wow. Did we say the same thing? <laughs> Jinx one two two one. Right. That's how you know that we've done too many episodes now. <laughs> we've been busy this week recording a little song called Battery. Oh man! And that's the solo again, right? Yeah, it was. You, yep. you got it, Pete. You, you're right there, man. Yeah. As soon as he said, "Oh, the solo's coming up," I'm like, "Oh, he knows the song." He totally. Yeah, I, I can hear it. Yeah. That's like wherever I may roam. I took battery. I didn't know. I was not gonna guess that one. But my, wherever I may roam, I was. Well, we can go back to season one, and I can <laughs> read the lyrics out loud in my monotone voice, and we'll see how that goes over. All right, song five, Sarah. Here we go. Sabatru. Yes. Yay. He said that was a freebie. (laughs) That was just a random place. Wherever I scroll and hit play is what happens. You picked that song, right? Say again, Pete. You picked that song, right? We picked the songs before the show starts, but wherever my finger scrolls randomly. Yeah, they didn't go easy just on me. There's nowhere in Sabatru you can pick that unknown. I'm three for five. That's pretty That's good. That's a hell of a song you picked there, Shane. Hope you had a hell of a piss there, Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you had a hell of a piss, Arnold. What's that from? Fast Times? Fast, Fast Times, times. yep. <laughs> hope you had a hell of a piss, Arnold. Did yeah. you? That's what I said All on right, Hamilton. I call him Spicoli. Oh, I love Fast oh, Times. That is so classic. <laughs> he's, a, he's a mix between Spicoli and the dude. Oh, the dude abides. <laughs> that is so classic. The Big Lebowski is definitely one yeah. of my favorite comedy movies of all time. It's either between that or Vacation. But the hell of a piss is when he gets fired from the chicken shack, right? Yep. Or that fast food joint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Doesn't he say, what does he say? If Sir, if you don't apologize, I'm going to kick 100% of your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'll kick 100% of your ass, Judge Reinhold. I don't have that verbatim, but I think it's something like that. It's close it's to that, like yep. Mister, if you don't shut up, I'm going to kick 100% of your ass. Oh, that's classic. <laughs> see, Sarah, you can have fun on a podcast for all at one thing. I did in have the fun. I, see, baby, it was fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, did we miss anything? Did we cover everything? We have talked about so much. I this is my definitely is all over the board see the sheet of paper look how much scribbles on it this is definitely oh my gosh. Been... we should we should all autograph it we should i, I would like that that would be great <laughs> this has been one of the most unique episodes we've done in a long time just the flow everything uh having both of you guys on i mean it was a lot of fun so thank you both oh thanks for having cool. us so make sure that you guys follow us on the, at the Saravan. oh absolutely Instagram. Because this is Saravan. how we are all the time. We're like this. Love all it, the Sarah. <laughs> the the Saravan on Instagram. We've got your Facebook. We've got your personal Instagram. We're gonna follow your story. Your guys' story is so unique. It's just 
it is so cool that a band can bring people together like that, let alone getting you guys to kind of turn the page and enter a new chapter of life. And it's like a rebirth for you too. It's so special. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, I don't know how to put it in words. It's just been like the best experience. Sarah, I meant to ask you out of the 73 shows, uh, what was your favorite real quick? That Webster Hall was the best experience of my Metallica life. But my favorite show ever was Little Rock. Okay. When I was on the rail. With, uh, with it was me and Clint. Cool. And I I think it was part you're doing, Shane, because Jimmy gave me so much love and like Zach gave me so much love. And that's not normal that everyone on the crew was giving me love. Hey, share the love. Even if I'm not there, make a couple texts and say, hey. Yeah. Take care of the Saravan captain, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was like the best like night. Well, there you have it. Jeff, you got anything else to add, bud? No, I think it's been a great episode. And again, to both Sarah and Pete, thank you very much mm-hmm. for joining us this evening. Thank and thank it's you been guys. fun. I love Sorry how, for all the editing you're going to have to do. I love how Pete just made an appearance. The door opened and the whole evening changed. It was awesome. I love it. <laughs> It was awesome. There you have it. The Sarah Van, Miss Sarah Sobeck, along with Mr. Pete in the Sarah Van. Thank you, guys. Thanks again for coming on Podcast for All. And uh, Thank you guys. we will definitely see you soon. We got to get to the East Coast, Jeff. We do. It's been, it's been, I don't want to say it's been too long because we were just there last year, but I guess that yeah. is, I guess that does, that does qualify for being too long. We Maybe got, if we go out there, we can get a ride in the actual Sarah Van. Yeah. And you know, I always come with presents. That is very true. <laughs> Presence that can't be beat. We'll we'll let the people know about that later. We'll get the we'll get the whole band in the Saravan. We'll go Facebook Live and we'll do carpool karaoke one style <laughs> in the Saravan. <laughs> and we'll play wherever I may roam again so Sarah can sing it and redeem herself. Chris can sing that song really well, so you're in luck. There we go, guys. Have a good night. You too. Yes. It was great to see you. Nice meeting you, Jeff. Yeah, nice meeting you guys as well. Jeff, it was good to meet you. Oh, yeah. Nice meeting you, Shane. (laughs) Sarah and Pete, we'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Take care. We'll see you guys. Where's Pete? There's Pete. Hey, Pete. Glad you're here. This one's for you, brother. There's one survivor right there. Whiskey, the job.
Some men like that, but 